Hi, cuties. Welcome to the Royal Diaries podcast. I am your host, Ginger Nichelle of L Royalty Clothing, and we are here to talk all things fashion, fashion entrepreneurship, and just some candid talk about (laughs) the glam life of fashion that you're all trying to be a part of. Um, Why else would you listen to this podcast? (laughs) Today, our topic is a really good one. It is about pricing yourself and pricing your garments, pricing your brand, knowing when you come in too high and knowing when you come too low. So if you're looking to figure out how to price your brand, stay tuned um, because I'm going to give you all the details on how to price yourself properly. First of all, I just want to start and say, make sure to not oversell yourself or undersell yourself. Uh, Most designers that come out with new product that they have in the world and all of those things will either typically undersell or oversell themselves. So you definitely want to keep in mind your labor, your time, your energy, your knowledge, all those things when you're pricing your garment. Uh, First and foremost, you really want to know who your target customer is. So if you listen to my previous podcast about a target customer and how you go about figuring out who your target customer is, uh, then you will know the breakdown and understand why this is so important. The target customer is going to be your customer who is spending the money on your brand, who is buying into your art. So since you want to attract them, you will know how much they are willing to pay for your art medium, whatever that may be, clothing, handbags, jewelry, et cetera, et cetera. Knowing your target customer is really important because then you can break down and figure out how much you're going to sell your garments for. If your target customer is someone that buys pieces here and there and holds on to them for a long time, they are probably willing to spend a little bit more money so that they can have a nice looking garment that's going to last for a long time. However, if your target customer is someone who purchases fast fashion, very much buys things on a whim, likes to buy things on sale, loves that whole aspect of it, then they're probably not going to really buy the more expensive items. They're going to buy the more affordable average price items for their bracket. And you can't expect them to spend a bunch of money on, you know, high ticket items all the time. So knowing your target customer is very, very, very important. And I definitely suggest you uh, listen to my podcast about target customers and how to find your own target customer. So now we're going to figure out how to break down your garment. So first you want to start with your cost of goods for your garment, your accessory, your jewelry, whatever your product is. It's best to start with the COG or cost of goods and figure out how much it costs to make one singular item of your product. So I'm going to give a very easy example of making a 
skater dress. So my skater dresses are usually made out of knit fabrics. So let's just say the knit fabric is $8 a yard. For a skater dress, uh, I typically buy three yards just to be safe. But I think most skater dresses I can get two, two and a quarter yards, I can get out of it to make one skater dress. Now we're going to talk short sleeve, a little above the knee, skirt length, uh, scoop neck, just binding at the neck, nothing too crazy. So I would say two yards. So two yards for this skater dress is $16. Now, if your product has any trims, zippers, buttons, hook and eyes, snaps, etc. Then you have to factor that in the cost of one singular trim, whatever that is, you'll have to add that to your cost of goods as well. Since my skater dress doesn't have any of that, I'm going to admit that. However, you know, I will be using thread and for big cone threads that you get, I don't know, maybe 3,000 yards of thread um, spun around it or something. They're about a dollar, dollar fifty max in downtown where I buy them from. I don't have to actually spend a dollar fifty to use the thread. So we can just say maybe about 10 cents or less um, use of thread. So let's just say 10 cents. So we are at $16.10 right now for a basic skater dress that's on my website. Okay, so now that we have our cost of goods down, which is $18.10. You can round that up, round down, depending on how you feel about it, because it's, once again, it's your business. It's how you feel. If you want to calculate any extras like thread towards just the cost of business and take that off at the end of the year for your taxes, you can do that. Or if you want to keep it in mind for every order, you can do that as well. Now we're going to figure out labor. So in regards to labor, if you are making this dress yourself, then you will want to pay yourself a reasonable wage. So you do not want to pay yourself $2 an hour, $3 an hour, just so you can get clients. I definitely tell anybody who's asking how much should I pay myself, do not undercut yourself completely Do not make something for $5 an hour, $2 an hour. Really actually think about that people are paying for your knowledge. People are paying for your craft. People are paying you because either they do not know how to do it or they do not want to do it. So at least at bare minimum, I tell people to start with minimum wage. Maybe you can go a dollar or two more than your minimum wage in your state, wherever that is. But at least start with minimum wage, and that's a pretty good starting point if you don't know where to start or you're not sure you're really at that level yet where you can charge more than minimum wage. So if I use California, for example, minimum wage in a few years will be $15. I believe by 2024, the minimum wage will be $24. So I'm going to go with $15 an hour. I will say that a skater dress from cutting to sewing to finishing, serging, all of those things, maybe about 45 minutes, but I can just round that up to an hour just so we have it. (laughs) So I will say it is $15. So if we take the $15, 
and we add that to the $16 it costs to make the dress, then we are at what is that? $31.10. So we're at $31.10 at this point of cost of goods, labor. Now, an easy way to decide how much to sell it for, because this is basically your price to just get the garment made. The best way is to double that price. So if it is $31, you are going to sell it for at least $62 you know, $63.99 or $64.99, something like that. So the easiest way to figure out your retail price would just be to double how much it costs for your cost of goods. Now, if you are doing a lot more work, there's a lot more trims, a lot more finishing techniques, all these prices will affect your outcome. For my website, typically for the items that I sell for about $50, $60 or under, I pretty much use this formula. If I have something that takes a lot more time, a lot more fabric, uh, like my voluptuous robe. That one is almost a $300 robe. I believe I have it for $280 on my website. But that is because that takes several hours to make. It's, um, I think, a good eight or nine yards of fabric to make that robe. So it's very intense. So I do have to sell it at a higher price because of the time that it takes to make the rope. So you definitely want to keep in mind all of those things. Now, if you come up with your cost of goods and your labor and you're like, mm, I don't know, Ginger, that's still a little too high for me, then, you know, you can figure out where you can maybe cut corners a little bit with your cost of goods. Maybe you can make a deal with whoever your fabric supplier is and get things cheaper. Or perhaps you can maybe use less trims, but it'll still have the same effect. But maybe you take off, you know, maybe 10 buttons and that saves you versus using the buttons that you have on there. I don't recommend really paying yourself less than the minimum wage, but if you really felt like something, I guess you could take money off of the labor, but it doesn't help you in the end. So I don't really recommend that at all. I would try to figure out a way to make your cost of goods and your supplies less. What you can also do is when considering your price point, you can also look up other brands, your competition. Uh, you can look and see how they are pricing things. Now, there's a few things to keep in mind when looking up your competition. If you're looking up some brand that has more brand recognition, is more well-known than your brand, then they will probably have their prices a bit higher because people are willing to pay because they know who that brand is. So they have brand recognition on their side. So they can charge a little bit more because they know their customers will buy it. Nike can sell a $50 basketball shirt for $50 and people will still buy it. Whereas if you are a new brand and you are trying to sell t-shirts with an abstract logo on them and sell it for $50, you might not, <laughs> you might not get 
the same type of sales that Nike is getting. So you do want to keep that in mind. On the contrast, if you look at places, brands, Forever 21, a Fashion Nova, uh, any of these fast fashion brands that sell items really inexpensive, they might sell the same skater dress I'm doing for maybe $24.99. So they could probably sell it for, you know, um, half or less than half what I'm doing. But you have to consider that they are getting their items made in China. They have thousands of employees. They are doing sales where they're buying, you know, hundreds of yards of fabric and creating garments where they're making 300 to 1,000 units to have online, plus however many they order for their store. So they can negotiate better prices and get things made better just because they have the resources to do so. So it's best to look at brands that are on the same level as you, you know, indie design brands that are just coming up or just barely kind of making it to that point and see how they price their items because your target customer is probably going to be shopping at your brand and your competitor and similar brands. So be sure to check that out. That should also help you figure out what your pricing should be. So number one thing to remember is to just make sure not to undersell yourself. I think that is probably the one mistake that most people make when they first come out is they undersell themselves immensely. When I started doing uh, cosplay um, commissions, and this was back in 2007, I was doing like full costumes, head to toe, like a hat, a dress, a jacket, who covers gloves, all those things. I was doing them for $150. And that included shipping. And, you know, you might say, well, Party City sells that for that. So that's, yeah, but Party City is Party City quality. When somebody's making things custom for you, it's very different when someone is picking fabrics exclusively for you. It's very different. So I was really undercutting myself uh, and I didn't even realize it until I read an article by, um, actually it was like a wig stylist and she said that she was undercutting herself in the beginning too just to get clients and she realized she was paying herself literally like 10, 20 cents an hour based on how many hours she did to make these cosplay wigs. And, you know, cosplay wigs were very different back then in like 2007, 2008. Everything had to be styled. There really wasn't a lot of pre-styled things like they are now. There wasn't a lot of variety. It was a lot of buying extensions and dyeing hair to be the color. There really wasn't so much as there is now where you can easily buy like pre-styled wigs and just go. Um, So I say that to say, make sure that you pay yourself properly, no matter what you are creating, know your target customer, know that, that people will pay for your quality. If you are thinking that people might not pay for your quality, you might want to do, you know, a commercial or um, show on your social media and kind of show um, behind the scenes of how things are created, how things are made, how your construction is really well done, things of that nature. So you definitely just want to make sure 
that your customers know what you're getting, but be sure to not oversell yourself and don't undersell yourself just to get clients. Don't, if, if your cost of goods is $50, selling the item for $55 is really not helping you at all. Make sure that you really sell yourself, know your customer and provide the best customer service. And that's what will keep people coming back again and again. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it was super helpful for you. I hope you were able to take away lots of great information from this. And, you know, let me know um, how you guys price yourself. Let me know, did you have any missteps when you first started? Maybe I'm charging super low just to hope to get clients and reviews and, you know, it didn't work out or maybe it did, but then you realize you weren't paying yourself very much. Um, let me know. Let me know how it goes. Let me know what you think of this. Share this podcast with anyone who is looking to know how to price their product. They're a little confused, not really sure. Share this podcast with them. It should help them very much um, and at least give them a really good jumping off point. So if you haven't done so already, please check out my clothing brand, lroyaltyclothing.com where you can find all the things that Barbie would wear in her closet. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and check out the other uh, podcasts on my uh, channel. There is so many. I'm going over so many topics, and I hope you tune in for more. Uh, I also do have a YouTube, so if you need to see a visual... <laughs> Be sure to check out my YouTube. Other than that, stay cute and stay unique, cuties. Bye-bye.